Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. And by Sheward & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti, sitting in for Aileen Bennett, and welcome to Out to Lunch. There seems to be a never-ending debate about health care in the United States. In this debate, there are four main parties, the patient, government, insurance companies, and doctors. Despite the differences of opinion, all of these parties claim to agree on one simple thing, and that is medical decisions are best made by doctors. Despite that, the fact is we have a healthcare system that is anything but simple, and that we often filter medical decisions through a financial lens. In 2004, a group of doctors in Lafayette launched a business that would concentrate as much of the medical decision-making as possible in their hands. They opened their own hospital. Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital is a 20-bed, physician-owned hospital with eight operating rooms, three procedure rooms, and a caseload of 8,000 patients a year. The CEO of Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital is Buffy Domain. Buffy, welcome down to lunch. Thank you. If you live in a city or even a reasonably populated small town, the biggest problem you have seeing a doctor is getting an appointment. But if you live in a more rural setting or maybe you work on an offshore oil rig, getting to see a doctor can be anything between severe hardship and absolute impossibility. A Lafayette medical company, Extreme MD, has solved that problem. Extreme MD lets you see a doctor no matter where you live or work. All you need is an internet connection, and Extreme MD will put you in a virtual doctor's office with whichever type of physician or specialist you need to see. Since its inception in 2009, Lafayette based Extreme MD has become one of the country's leading exponents of remote health care. Extreme MD's chief medical officer is Dr. Michael Odenay. Michael, welcome down to lunch. Thank you. Now, all right, now I'm going to start with Buffy there. Um, you have the kind, frankly, you have the kind of job that would give most CEOs a heart attack. So it's <laughs> nice to know where you are. So sure. it's firstly, you're running a hospital. It's hard to imagine a more complex method of billing and receiving income than the healthcare industry. But because you're the CEO, you have to maintain an up-to-date knowledge of how that all works. Uh, secondly, you're running a company that's owned by doctors. And as a group, doctors are not known for their easygoing willingness to take direction. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're the CEO of a company, you have to make decisions other people don't necessarily like. So would you say you use your business skills and political skills in equal amounts? Or does one aspect of the job uh, predominate the over the other? That's a great question. I, I would have to answer that they are very much 50-50. Okay. Um, there, and there's a style about my own self that, that does consider that political aspect. Um, I, li I like to know all of the elements behind anything and, and use that in my style and my sway in, in business ne negotiation and conversation. And what kind of doctors are they, that, the ones that, that own it? Multi-specialty, primarily spine, uh, orthopedics, ENT, urology, pain management, uh, some general surgery, 
uh, gynecology. That's, that's yes. all going on in there. That's all happening Monday through Monday through Friday. <laughs> yes. That's good. And, and on the weekends, we're open 24-7. Michael, for most of us who are not in the medical field, but who regularly video chat with each other on FaceTime or Skype, it might be hard to understand what the big deal about Extreme MD is. After all, you think if someone works on an oil rig offshore and a doctor in Lafayette is up for FaceTiming them, it shouldn't be that big of a deal for them to connect, but government regulations for communication that involve medical consultations are extraordinarily highly regulated. So maybe let's start there and explain to us the regulatory hurdles you faced getting Extreme MD set up. So those uh, regulatory hurdles are well known. They're documented and what you have to do. We, telemedicine is not a new concept. So telemedicine's been done for years between hospitals to provide rural access to things such as stroke and major heart attacks to, to guide care in more, in more rural areas. What we chose to do was try to parlay that technology, which is well known and documented how the government wants you to do it, into a remote environment that doesn't have access. Um, oil and gas happens to be a hub here in Lafayette, so we wanted to take that as we were based here and we were seeing these people coming in from offshore with things that d they didn't need to necessarily fly in for on a helicopter. Because it's, you know, they're way out there, it's about 200 miles offshore. Exactly right, and it's, it's quite expensive. But just the opposite is the guy they're leaving out there just because he may be a 30-year-old with chest pain, but they don't have the knowledge base that you would have if you were being in Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital so or a regular hospital where the physicians know the right questions to ask about your, you know, your whole profile, whether you have high cholesterol, whether your mom and dad had heart attacks in their 30s, that changes the game on what we want to do with you. So we wanted to take that technology, um, which is robust, and it's hard for a private company to start and build out the infrastructure and make that HIPAA compliant um, and use that in, a, in an environment like offshore and bring it to a private company. You know, when I first read about you, I thought, you know, it was going to be kind of a consultation or such, but you were... You can look at them. You could look at their body, look in their ears. Absolutely. We have high-def cameras on every scope that we use. So otoscopes, ophthalmoscopes. We can look at your retina in your eye. We can look at your eardrums. We can listen to your heart and lungs and your abdominal bowel sounds. We can do EKGs. We can do, even in certain uh, remote environments, we, can, we have x-ray capability with a PAC system directly to a radiologist. That. So we would know if you have a broken bone or not and things and of is, that is nature. It, is it accidents or is it more than accidents? So the accidents is a big part of it, right? But what we found out when we went into business, we figured that we're going to provide these guys with the means to get board-certified emergency care to an offshore facility. And what we realized afterwards was 80% of what we see is real personal illnesses. Like the average age an in an offshore environment is probably in the high 50s, the it's upper 50s. when you start to fall apart. Well, exactly right. And it's also the type of guys who've been working in that environment for 20 or 30 years. And you hear them when they come to the hospital. I don't go to doctors. I don't like doctors. And there's nothing wrong with that. These guys take pride in being tough. But when there is an emergency and you're 250 miles away from a definitive health care facility and you're over water... There's a problem, and you need real definitive health care, and we, that, that's what the uh, impetus for us going into business was. But Buffy, um, you've got, having doctors own a facility, that's not new, right? I mean, you've, you've had doctors 
own their own facility. But what sounds unusual here is just how big an operation you, you've got. The, the hospital attached to it, for instance. Uh, um, why do people make a decision to come to yours versus some of the bigger hospitals in town? That's a great question. So patients actually ask for us. I think our reputation stands for itself. Um, some patients who are really quite ready to go home don't want to go home. The care that is delivered is uh, is so incredible that they're that comfortable that they even send the spouse home and say, you know, we're we're good here. So we you know we like coming here. So we've even had uh, referrals from physicians not on staff um, asked to get on our medical staff so that they that they can work in our environment in a really um, again you know physician owned and nurse empowered environment. And if you were to uh, if you were to figure out the way you started your career path, I, I mean, I think that's pretty interesting. What, what what did you do? You didn't start out as CEO. I did not. I definitely did not. It's 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 it is a very um, storytelling type of um, event through my from through my career, starting out as a as a medical secretary at a orthopedic clinic. Um, and having conversations with those physicians, you know, early morning conversations that one day they would build their own hospital. And I, you know, I said to myself, yeah, right, I'll see that one. You know, so I'll believe that when I see it. So you've actually been with the same folks for a long time. I sure have. I sure have. So uh, I worked for Dr. John Cobb, orthopedic spine surgeon here uh, from Lafayette for many, many years. Um, unfortunately, he passed away in, in 2011, um, but his legacy lives on today. Um, and I'm so proud that that that, that is the case. Uh, for him, we think about him often. Um, but anyway, we you know we had we had a great a great foundation and a, a great business plan, and and I was so happy to see it come to fruition, and very grateful to be part, because here I here I am today. And Michael, your background is actually uh, as an emergency room kind of guy, right? That's right. So uh, was this a natural uh, transition, or uh, let's think of another way? Is in your work there? Did you find that? that's what this need would be? Is that how you came up with the company? Well, the exposure came early because we would be in the emergency room in the middle of the night and these people would be flying in from offshore. They would be sent in um, and we would see them. So we'd have a really good sample size of who was coming in and whether they really needed to be flown in from an offshore facility from 250 miles away or did they just need to be able to have access out on that location? So, so I now see the appeal for the oil company itself. Right, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a big cost savings for them. But also, being an emergency room physician, you know, you work 12-hour shifts, and you work, you know, maybe 12 to 15, 12-hour shifts a month as a full-time. So you have a lot of time to be able to, if you're creative, which I am not, I'll say that, um, <laughs> My business partners are very creative, and um, so uh, Dr. Joseph Pearson uh, actually had the idea, and he's my business partner, and he was my partner at the hospital at Lourdes, and um, he drew it out on the back of a napkin at a barbecue, and he says, wow. what, do you, what do you think? And at the time, I was a single guy, I was an ER doctor, and I was like, I'm willing to take a chance. I don't really have an opinion on it, but I'm willing to take a chance. I said, I'm a work, and he knew I was a workhorse. And I'd, I'd be willing to, to suffer the bad to see if there's some good at the other side. And I think we've uh, 
turned that corner and we're, we're experiencing some good now. So. Now, Buffy, your your doctors that started this, that was them taking a big risk. Absolutely. I mean, that's an expensive proposition. It was a huge financial risk on their part, um, but um, they, we were able to really turn that around and get that return very quickly. Did you do a lot of uh, kind of market research to realize you could the demand exceeded supply here, or did you think that maybe just this niche would really work? We did. Um, that was part of my task was to actually interview um, several different specialty doctors to get their interest and get their ballpark referral base to see, you know, what d does this business model make sense in the long run? And so we, we did a lot of work with the help of some other physician-owned hospital in, uh, industries that, you know, that are out there across the nation who we consulted. So uh, the, do other doctors outside of the hospital ever just refer their do their work at your at your surgery side we have several non-owners who perform surgeries at our hospital wow. yes you're listening to out to lunch i'm peter raschuti sitting in for aileen bennett i'm talking with buffy domain from lafayette surgical specialty hospital and michael odenay from extreme md and michael you know your business being uh, offshore oil You've probably noticed that things have slowed down, probably, uh, offshore. Right. <laughs> kind of a, certainly. Yes. So what did you do then? So we, uh, we have a land-based uh, business model as well. So we're, we're heavily based uh, offshore and on land. Um, we also have a robust case management division for companies in oil and gas and outside of oil and gas, whether you be a construction, road crews. We provide medical case management for those as well. Um, what we realized was... And, you know, we, doctors are not businessmen, as Buffy will be able to attest. She probably can't so, say that on the show. Though. No, she can't, but I can. So, but w what we did was we watched our dollars very closely. It was um, a tight group of investors that are essentially friends and family, as well as our own money in this thing. So when the market turned, we got very lean. And, the first, you know, we stopped paying ourselves and... We figured out a strategy that we would move forward, and we realized that that strategy, which we were already doing, was land-based work. We expanded the land-based work. Um, land, uh, yeah, oil the and break gas, evens are a lot lower there, right? A so lot lower, right? Doing anything over water is just going to be a lot more expensive than it is on land. And um, our model navigated that way, and we provided, you know, different services. So we're, you know, a lot of people ask, are you a technology company? Right, because you're so, so we provide technology for certain companies. We do a lot of equipment and supplies and logistics for other companies. Because you have that locations. Need those. Right. Yeah. We have locations and we have now the expertise to be able to do those things, whether it's logistics in a foreign country or uh, what we call MERs or medical emergency response planning. Um, we do a lot of medical emergency response planning for companies that have maybe a drill ship being built in South Korea and it's coming to the Gulf. Right. And we need to know all the ports and what vaccines need to be given at those points. And we need, or do we need a physician on there? Do we need a, a nurse and a paramedic on the boat uh, in travel? Help me so out. So we provide those services as well. just an example. If you, Michael, if, uh, you get a call, the guy's got uh, chest pain. How do you start that out? So it, there's two different models, right? So one model offshore would be there would be a paramedic employed by us or the, uh, the uh, oil, get, oil company. So he's on the rig. Yes. Okay. All right. So And there are other models where there are not, where you just push a button and we get it. But anybody who in our system, it doesn't take very much to be trained on how to work the system, including doing a regular 12-lead EKG that you would do in any hospital in America. Same one. 
um, easy to train, and it pops up right on my screen. Um, it's all video fed, all the, you know, it's standard blood pressure and vital sign parameters that log into our own proprietary electronic medical record um, that we design. So th that information is fed to us very quickly. So the paramedic would obviously have taken some information and started the medical record. I get the call by a push of a button and it alerts me and I sit down and I start working. We don't go through a call center, literally push a button, get a doctor. So I would sit down at that point and we would be having a dialogue just like we would be having a dialogue if you were in the hospital um, and I would be seeing you as an emergency patient with chest pain. So in some sense you're in the same business that you used to be. Yes, as, uh, absolutely. Providing emergent care for people who otherwise... You know, it's, the only limit is that they wouldn't otherwise have that care. Buffy and Michael, this is the part of the show we call another great idea. Uh, maybe you've got a friend like this, someone who's always got a great idea for you. They tell you about this job you should apply for, or that guy you should have a cup of coffee with, or a great investment opportunity you should jump on. Now, you can take advice like this, and it turns out to be a disaster. Uh, you can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that might have turned out really great, or you can take your friend's advice and it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Do you have an example in your life or career of a friend who had a great idea for you? Did you take the advice and how did it turn out? Uh, let's start with Michael. I think that's why I'm here today, right? Well, so this I, idea, I, I, yeah. I think, I think this was on the back of a napkin, like I told you. Yeah. And we're having a glass of red wine, and it had red wine stains on so a napkin. So many of these Louisiana stories look, start with, and, we were drinking. And, 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 look, <laughs> and then we weren't really we were right. eating mostly. But um, but no, he's truly, jo Dr. Joseph Pearson, and I, you know, I give him, he gets all the credit for this business. We have all worked very hard at it. But his ideas uh, and, and his ability to see it through and then his creativity to take our company to the next level at every turn during a downturn in oil and gas, his creativity, his ability to approach executives with oil and gas companies has been remarkable. Now, and, you, um, you've been you know, really good at creating something. What happened when the, when the market uh, came down? Were you good at pairing costs? A lot of times those are two different kind of people. So, no, we were. So, that... that I, myself and uh, Lewis Korn, my, our third business partner, so there's three of us, were very good at reining him in on certain, at certain <laughs> turns, right? Because uh, Lewis's famous uh, quote is, it only takes money, right? You know, he's the, he's Makes the, an accountant he, kind of pass he, out when he he's, says right? He's the technology guy behind the company, the technology truly genius behind the company and um, we were able to rein Dr. Pearson in at different turns to be sure that the money was there and that we weren't going to outgrow ourselves. Because there were times where we felt like we were going to outgrow ourselves. We are throwing dollar after dollar trying to make, you know, two to, you know, spend one to make two. Right. And sometimes on a downturn, you can really spend two and only make one. Now, was, so. the, was the technology existing? or did Sure, it? no, the technology was existing. The difficult part was to take it to a private oil and gas company and ask them to open up ports in their uh, infrastructure offshore and allow us to have dedicated access to a specific port to be able to provide real medical care. One of those things that once you got a couple... It, it speaks for itself. Much right? easier to get the you rest know, of it. And, and it's very hard to tell people what you think you can do, but it's very easy to show them what you've done. Absolutely. Now, Buffy, what about yourself? Did you get some advice that uh, either worked or didn't work? 
This particular book that I brought today is called Strengths Finder 2.0 by Tom Rath. It's been out for quite some time. Um, you have to purchase the book. You, you, can't, you can't go get it off on Amazon. You need to buy the real book okay. because... You, now you get a piece of the sales, otherwise, I believe. Is that how oh, yeah, right? I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I had met this guy. Anyway, um, you, get, you get an access to take a test on yourself. Without that test, this really is not going to do you a whole lot of good. I mean, I guess you could, you could take a wild guess at what, what your top five strengths are, but basically this is where you land. Do you find your strengths? You take this, this test, it takes about a half an hour. They want you to respond to a question very quickly so you don't even have time to think about it. Um, and you answer this and it, and it, develop, it comes up, pops a, uh, populates this great five, you know, top five list of your own personal does it strengths. Do your weaknesses? It does not. Good. Because, you feel pretty good about well, this. because everybody, everyone I think into, personally knows what their weaknesses are. Yeah. And I think we all spend a lot of time trying to overcome those weaknesses. Right. When you spend, you should spend more time on your strengths. So what are you good at? I'm great at being positive. Positivity is my number one strength. Right. So, so whenever you know something, something's not going your way, or something's not going someone else's way, then you you have a way to figure that out. But we did this as a team. So we learned what everyone's strengths were within our team, and then um, Tom does a really great job of of how to interact with. So I'm a positivity, and let's say. And you um, got like maybe a negative document. You're an so. you're an analytical, and so oh, and so okay. he he does a great job on on telling you how do you handle me as a positivity, and how do I work with you as an analytical. So. so how you can work as a portfolio of people. That, exactly. That is very, very cool. Yeah. So, Mike, I've got a question for you. Sure. I'm really curious to know what is the most common, um, you know, treatment that, that you're handling out there uh, from afar. Is it the chronic sinus infection or gallbladder or wh so, what's going on out there? It, that's a, it's a great question because we didn't know the answer when we went into business. Sure. But it is... Um, some of the most disabling uh, and minor things that you would think of, sinus infections. A classic uh, symptom of sinus infection, it makes you dizzy. Right. You oh, can't bad really, place to be dizzy. You can't, it's an extremely <laughs> horrible place to be dizzy. You can't work a crane moving thousands and thousands of pounds or a you know, slinging drill pipe and be dizzy. So the ability to be able to treat someone with a steroid and an antibiotic mm -hmm. right there on location and in six or eight hours they're feeling significantly better has made a huge difference. So I would say, yeah, the most common is uh, certainly must. the sinus cough, cold, congestion complaint. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Just because this is what I would do, I would ask you what's the craziest thing you had to do. <laughs> so there are plenty crazy, <laughs> um, but uh, it's probably for a different show. <laughs> But we've taken care of major heart attacks, strokes. Um, fractures. Oh, lots lot of fractures. Of lots of open accidents. fractures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, Michael, if you, uh, you find the, the person out there, you've actually found what's wrong with them, um, what's next? What if you think they need a special kind of medication? Is it, do you bring it out by helicopter? What do you do? No, so we have it out there. When, you, uh, when we get under contract with you, we provide a formulary and it's in essentially a Pixis. It's all uh, coded. Every drug that we have out there is barcoded. So we have an inventory tracking system. And we have everything from thrombolytics to Lovenox, which is a blood thinner, to, I mean, it's something as simple as aspirin. And every kind of medication in between that you think we would need. We have uh, mulled over this for a long time and really pieced together a robust uh, drug box to basically cover everything that you would need out there. And we'll pharmacy out there. That's it's uh, exactly yeah. right. And in a very controlled fashion. In a very you, you controlled. Can see it, yes. and we can see everything through our medical record. It's all inventory tracked. That's great. Uh, now, if, if you, uh, 
if you weren't out there, what does a rig have? They already they would have a couple of medical folks anyway, but now they're yours? It, it, well, it just depends on what they would have based on the what we call POB or people on board. So if you have 100 people on board, then, yeah, you're going to have a paramedic. Basically, OSHA says that you have a certain number of people and you're doing certain work-type activities, drilling, things that are risky, construction and drilling are risky, then you would need a paramedic offshore. But there are different levels of medical service. Um, You can have just a paramedic who's going to pick up a phone and may or may not find his medical director who may or may not be sleeping. We are dedicated 24-7, 365 behind a live camera for all of our customers. And they would probably like to outsource that anyway, right? I mean, that's the kind of thing they... they, The the oil and gas company does not want to be involved in it. So it's all outsourced, but to the degree that you're willing to provide for your... uh, your employees. If you live in Acadiana, there's a good chance that you've driven by Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital recently. From the outside, it looks just like any other hospital, but we've learned today from you, Buffy, that it's different on the inside. And Michael, although we're all happy in Lafayette to have access to super high-speed internet, very few of us are aware of how you are using it to help change the face of healthcare nationwide. Um, This has been a really fascinating and illuminating conversation. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank Thank you. you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Buffy Domain. She's the CEO of Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital. And Michael Odenay, the Chief Medical Officer of Extreme MD. You can find out more about Buffy's and Michael's healthcare enterprises by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. And our researchers are Ann Christian and Allie Coates. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Lucius A. Fontenot. You can find more Lucius Fontenot photos at LAFphoto.com. You can get the show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get podcasts and at our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsacadiana.com and krvs.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti sitting in for Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. We look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe Vermilionville is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, the Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escadet. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Schuert & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. 
Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Cali Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.